SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning, all Optus customers. If you're reaching for your phone and wondering what is wrong, it is not just you. The entire Optus network nationally, she down. Yeah, you are fretting, Becky Morse. Uh, well, I've got Optus broadband at home, and of course the first thing I do in the morning is reach for my phone and see what's happened overnight, and uh, nothing was updating. Wow, that mm. would have been a real stress factor for it you. It was very stressful. Um, you no, know, they're certainly down. I noticed that because I'm Telstra. Uh, everything's working beautifully, except um, I was making a phone call on the way into work this morning, and it kept saying, call failed, call failed. So I tried it six or seven times, <laughs> and it just would not go through. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with my phone? And then obviously when I saw you when I got here, I realised it was Optus, so I was calling an Optus number. So mm. who, who are you ringing on your way into work at, like, five? Uh, the boss, Flack. Why why are you ringing the boss? I just have a chat on the way in. Sometimes we just talk and say what's planned for the day. And I couldn't get through, so I kept trying to ring through. And I'm thinking there's something wrong. But I, you know, I don't you know, can... a couple of mornings a week, I'll speak to the boss Flack on the way in. We, we drive in at the same time. You, you can yeah. always you can ring me for a chat if you want. Yeah, but I'm going to see you in the morning when we get here and talk about stuff. And I mean, it was like work talk. So what on it? Well, we. I mean, I'm interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm a good chat. Yeah, well, yes, I'm <laughs> yep. sure. I'm sure you are. That's why people listen in between <laughs> right. six to nine. That's it. That's why. But, um, yeah, no, I yeah, I just ring. Me next time you next. I'm yeah, on no. Telstra. I, I was still uh, working. You're operating. on Optus, mate. No, my broadband's on Optus at home. Oh, but you're my on Telstra. Phone, your phone. Phone's on Telstra. Oh, so I could actually my... ring you on the way in. Oh. You could have. Yeah. Anyway, now you so... never know. What interesting takes I had on the morning. <laughs> well, we'll never know. Give us some now. Well, I, I, what would have we talked about? I felt, would have felt very differently right, now. Well, um, go. Okay, go. Right. Ring, ring. 505, ring, ring. yeah. Um, G'day, Beck. How are you? Morning. What are you wearing today? <laughs> <laughs> I think Telstra's down. I can't hear you. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Of course, we always have it a locked on SAFM in the car, but occasionally the kids uh, get uh, requests, song requests. I think you do the same in the car as well. Yeah, absolutely. What I've got to do is hand my phone over and three kids and then they rotate around, they pick a song mm. and we just run it through the car that way. Well, Frankie played this one, which she said was a new song she was getting into. After hearing it on TikTok. Isn't that um, Cranberries? Dolores? She said, said, do you know this song? Oh, were you singing along? Yeah, I knew all the words. You have to. uh, I said, do I know this song? I said, I saw the Cranberries in 1990-something at Theberton Theatre, fronted by Dolores O'Riordan. And she just looked at me. She goes, I thought it was a new song. (laughs) Because what is it on TikTok or something at the moment? It must be TikTok famous. These songs get a second life. You know what it was like, that Kate Bush um, running up that hill Mm. from um, Stranger Things? Stranger Things, yeah. and was... do you know what? That is a great song. Great song, but it was a great song then. They don't. Yes. They think they've discovered a new edgy artist with the Cranberries. Well, you know the one for my son. So Otis is seven, mm. right? He's the little one. And the best thing is, he's one of those little kids. So any song that comes on, if he doesn't know the words, he makes them up and just starts <laughs> bobbing his head. Yeah, even if it's little Sienna listening to Taylor Swift and it's Cruel Summer, you'll see his head just going <laughs> up and down. He'll be going, hmm. Ah. Anyway, this is the one he knows all the words to. So every time I hand him the phone, he Googles oh. Eminem and he sits there with his little head bobbing up and down. He goes, get one shot, not miss a chance. He's doing that. Anyway, so I was in the car watching him singing it. Lose yourself. He goes, Dad, how do you know the words to Eminem? And I go, mate, this song's old. We've been singing it all the time. And he goes, that song's not from the olden days. And I said, yes, it is, mate. They don't get it at all. 
And I sit there, hang on, and we've got to get our producer in Lee for a moment too. Because, oh, we've got him on the headphones. <laughs> um, but the kids, it's amazing, isn't it? And the little TikTok songs come up. Oh. And suddenly they think they know exactly. Oh, there's a tune that's sampled in a song that, and it's been around forever. Well, you know what was great the other night. Are you there, uh, Producer Lee? Sure am. Right. What about Producer Lee? When we came in the next morning after the Paul McCartney concert and he said it took to song number 31 before he knew any of the songs. Now, Lee, how old are you? 32. 32, so he's not 12, right? Lee goes, I tell you, I didn't know any of the songs we on the Beatles, and he's looking at you stupid. I think, mate, you've been working in a radio station for a decade. Mm. And then he said, then I didn't understand why Paul McCartney did a cover. <laughs> what was the cover, Lee? It was something from Guns N' Roses. Live and Let Die. Live it? and Let Die. <laughs> So you no actually idea. thought That's not Guns N Roses. Paul McCartney was doing a cover of Live and Let Die? Well, according to me. <laughs> That's what I heard. Here it is. All right. Uh, and Lee, um, how do you say the artist who sings Linger? I say the Cranberries. <laughs> right. So Beck was telling this story a little earlier before the show started about the Cranberries. And then Lee goes, hey, are you going to talk about the... Cranberries. <laughs> Mate, they're not cranberries. Well, if you go up to Beerenberg and you go and pick those little red things at the farm with the seeds on the outside, what are they called? Strawberries. Oh my God. Cranberries and strawberries. Yeah. Not only do you not know who Wings and Paul McCartney are, you don't even know how to say bloody berries properly. I've been trying really hard to say it your way and I just can't do it. It's cranberries. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. They call me Rachel. <gasps> Producer Rachel. Beck and Soda. Bridezilla. Oh, I love this. Bridezilla time with Producer Rachel and Beck. We are so close. So close. Rach, how many days do you get married? <laughs> Three days, seven hours, 20 minutes, and a couple of seconds. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. What are you going to do with that pimple on your face? <laughs> Don't, Beck. Honestly, that's my worst nightmare. Concealer can't even cover this big lump. Oh. It'll be gone in three days. Do you have a pimple patch on it? <laughs> how are stress levels? Very stressed. Like, I can't even process anything at the moment. I'm just, yeah, freaking out. Now, your stress has been handed down to your bridesmaids, <laughs> and I got to witness this firsthand at the hands. Your maid of honour, who was putting it on for you, had a stress rash. She was covered in spots all up her neck because of the pressure you've been putting her under. How's she holding up this week? Um, she's holding up okay, but that stress rash is not my fault because she just needs to handle herself better and she'll be fine. What's her name? Victoria. Right. What sort of demands have you put on Victoria as the maid of honour? She needs to... Well, basically, she's my maid. She's my main maid. So she needs to look after me on the day I want water. Give me a water. If I want a champagne or a mimosas in the morning, go fetch it for me. If I want to be fanned because it might be a little bit hot, fan me. If it's raining because there might be a little bit of rain around... Hold my umbrella. Does she have to go into the toilet with you? Do you have a dress that needs to be lifted? Yeah, she's going to have... And you know what? I'm actually wearing Spanx and they're so tight. She's going to have to take them off me. <laughs> and I'm not wearing anything under the Spanx because you can see the line. All oh, right. Wow, okay. she's getting close. Is your friendship strong enough to survive this? <laughs> um, Yes, definitely. But I really want to uh, put her to the test because... We have a, a different relationship. We've been besties since we were three and we treat each other like we're sisters and I, I'm just sick of her complaints and her negativity. So I um, 
want to put her on notice a little bit, see if we can test her. Oh, really? Test right. the relationship. What has she done to deserve this, Rach? <laughs> well, um, I want to prank her because 12 years ago, we both went for a job interview at Bardo, which is, you know, oh, at the time, yes. it was a high-end fashion retailer that was every little girl's dream to work <laughs> yes. there. Mm-hmm. So um, 15-year-old me went for my interview and she didn't get an interview. She was so jealous that she prank called me and told me that I had got the job. Right. Yeah. And so, so did you turn up for work? So I rock up to Bardo with my little pack, my tax file number and all my information, walk up to the counter and say, I would love to accept the job. Here's all my information. I can't wait to start. When are we starting? And they turned around to me and said, you didn't get the job. (laughs) And I was like, who the hell would prank call me and tell me that I've got the job? Oh, of course, Victoria. And so what happened? What was the fallout? So we had a massive fight and I didn't talk to her for a year and I've been holding a grudge for 12 years and I think it's time to get her back. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love this. All right, what do you want to do? I want to prank call her and tell her that she's out of the wedding. No longer, oh. my, no longer my maid of honour and maybe she could just stand at the back with you, Beck. Oh. <laughs> really? Yes. You want to do it? Okay. 100%. All right. All right, I'm for it. Are you up for it? What if it backfires, though? Well, then one less hair and makeup I have to pay for. <laughs> All right. Let, we're going to call her next? Yeah, let's All call right, her next. You're going to sack her next as part of a prank? Yeah. Righto, this is getting quite intense. Now, producer Rachel, you're getting married in three days. Three days. Wow, we. She's bridezilla at the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And stress levels? Very high. Right on. <laughs> so I can't believe you're about to do this. Uh, remind us again what your maid of honour, Victoria, did to you when you were 15. 12 years ago, she prank called me and told me that I had gotten a job at Bardo, which we had both gone for. So then I went in there and happily accepted the job and they turned around and said to me, oh, you didn't get it, love. Right. And I was mortified. So payback time. Right. So you've had on this for 12 years. And after that, the fallout was you didn't speak for a year. Yeah. She doesn't deserve to have me in her life for a year. Okay. All right. So you're going to call her? Yep. And I'm going to sack her from the bridal party. She's no longer welcome to be maid of honour. I'm right. covering my eyes. Okay. I do not want to hear this go down. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. This is payback. 12 years on. Okay. Let's make the call. Oh, my God. I'm nervous. Hello, Victoria speaking. Oh, hey, it's me. Why are you calling me on a blocked number? Because I'm calling from work. Because you don't answer my calls anymore. I literally, like, thought this was a work call. What do you want? I'm working. (laughs) I know, but I just just really wanted to clear some air with you just before the wedding. Um, Because, yeah, I'm just a little bit hurt and disappointed, actually, because... What? Why? Because you haven't really been helping out much and I've heard from the other bridesmaids that you haven't... Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead set. I was literally at your house last night helping you. Yeah, but it's not enough. Like, I need more help and I'm just sick of all the negativity that you're bringing. And I don't Are you wa- serious? I, you, I literally have been helping you every single day since I've come back to Adelaide. You made me come a month before the wedding, I had had to take time off work and work remotely for you. That's the thing. Like, you don't respond to any of the messages in the group chat. Because I'm working, Rachel. I can't have the group chat just going off constantly. Are you actually serious? And when I call you, you don't answer my calls anymore. It's rude. Oh, my God, because I'm working. You are actually so ungrateful. You have turned into the biggest 
since this wedding and I am actually sick of it. I have done so much for you and this is so ridiculous now. Are you actually serious? Yeah, I just feel like you don't support me. So, um, Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. And I don't want that negativity there on the wedding day. I have so- not been negative. You are honestly a psycho. I think it's best if you attend the wedding as a guest and not my maid of honour. Oh, my God. No. That is – you uh, – no. I have a lot of other people that are willing to step up, so you will. Well, they're in for a treat, aren't they? Because you are so high maintenance. You have been ridiculous this whole time. Well, I just, I just need you to stop with the negativity because. Oh my god! Honestly, actually, no, I'm actually getting really mad at you right now because you're so self-centered and all you're thinking about is yourself. That is so rich. So I don't even know why Lockie wants to marry you. You have turned into a psycho. Do you know what? Like, I'm actually done. I don't even want to come to the wedding. I am so sick to death of your shit. Oh, come on, Vic. Don't be like that. It's Soda. How are you? Uh, are you actually kidding me right <laughs> now? <laughs> Vic, that was payback for that phone call 12 years ago when you prank called me and told me that I got the job at Bardo. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You got me so good. Well, payback's a you-know-what. <laughs> you stress me more out than my job right now. <laughs> Will you be there to fan me and brush my hair and apply my <laughs> lipstick on the wedding day? You're pushing it. But you'll be there. Oh, me. I guess I don't have a choice. <laughs> Mum and Dad can be there. I've got nothing else to do, do I? Love you. I love you guys, not Ray. Oh. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. Andrea M is uh, busy this morning. There's lots happening. Good morning. Lots not happening. Oh, true. Good point. That's true. Absolutely. Anyone on Optus, uh, you know, you might not have woken up this morning because none of your services are working. Everything is down. Your alarm still works on your phone, doesn't it? Because yeah. that would work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Optus broadband, so the first thing I noticed is my Instagram wasn't scrolling and I had quite a panic attack. <laughs> right. Um, well, that would be the same for you, Soda. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's my excuse all the time. Um, 10 million people or thereabouts yes. in Australia on Optus. I didn't realise they had such a big share of the market. 10 million customers. Um, and they have also other, they own other services. Well, look, producer Lee, who is here, <laughs> he comes and he goes, my phone's not working. And I go, you're on Optus. He goes, no, on Moose Mobile. Moose yeah, Mobile. And he goes, I thoroughly recommend it. I went, well, if it doesn't work, you wouldn't. Um, what are we paying you in, Moose Knuckles? Moose Mobile. <laughs> Because they also, um, I think, Amazing, Club Telco, Dodo, Exitel, there's a whole heap of them that run on Optus. So there is, yeah, pretty much half of Australia is uncontactable at this point in time. Yeah. So um, thankfully, uh, Home Affairs have said they don't believe it's a cyber attack. They're investigating a Telstra employee with a pair of scissors. (laughs) Wow. Right. This is actually really bizarre for a lot of people, isn't it? Because we're so connected to our phones now. Yeah, absolutely. Might not be able to get your morning coffee if people are using Optus for payments. That's true. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, the good thing is, though, this might be really good. All the networks should go down, I reckon, for a week and watch people change their whole lives back to normality instead of all this crap where we live on screens and connected. digital cleanse, she says, as she pushes her phone away. <laughs> <laughs> digital detox, mate. Mm. That's right. Uh, yep. And, well, we knew about the teacher strike going ahead tomorrow, but mm. we um, have a bit more information today about just how many South Aussies that will affect. So uh, 400... 
schools mm-hmm. will be affected if yep. not closed, offering reduced services. Yeah. What's going on with your kids' schools? Uh, I think my kids are okay. I haven't read the newsletter. Right. I never oh. do. <laughs> Well, I think they're okay. I have no idea. What about I you? I homeschool. I'm uh, qualified. My kids are they're in childcare. Yeah, they're yeah. too little, aren't they? But I, you know, I'm a bit concerned about their future because mm. I have quite a few teacher friends who have had their babies and they've not gone back to the profession, things like that. And why do they not want to be teachers anymore? Uh, they just said the stress, the workload, yep. the expectation to be contactable by parents mm. all the time. You know, one thing I really noticed, and I think you see this across society, when I sort of first started teaching, and when you, you know, we were at school, if, you, if you're mucked up, right, you're generally in trouble, you, your parents might get called up a few times as mine mm. did, and the parents would back the teachers. Yeah. I can tell you, when I left teaching, at that point, if there are some problems with the kids and you brought the parents in, the parents would always have a crack at the school mm. or the teachers. Yeah. And just say, no, my little kid would never have done anything wrong. I'm thinking, your kid nearly burnt the school down, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Things like that. And I reckon that change puts an enormous amount of stress. And a lot of teachers nowadays are expected just about parent kids. Hmm. Is a pay deal going to be enough then to keep them in the job? They're obviously seeking extra conditions and extra time to spend on writing reports and stuff. Yeah. Well, Well, that one hour that they're asking for non-teaching time, it's going to cost $70 million a year. Is that right? Yeah. But you know what? It's so, so important. Yeah. So important. And you know what? Particularly male teachers in primary schools. Mm. There's not enough of them. They go on a big recruiting drive. You know what? I quit. I'm going back to teach. I'm going to go and teach primary school and be a male role model to all the juniors. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> in your short shorts, Mr. Soderstrom. Oh, we had a former student who rang in and said he wore short shorts as a PE teacher and the girls never missed a class. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. We have got the boss Flack in. Good morning, Alex. Morning, morning, Beck and Soda. <laughs> oh, Alex, 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 so much to talk about right now. Um, now, you're on Optus at the moment too. Uh, yeah, oh, so yeah. I can't make any calls. I'm still on SOS. Well, we said this earlier, an hour ago when we started, and I said, I tried to call you at five o'clock just to have a little chat on the way to work. And Beck goes, well, why are you calling the boss? I just said, I'll just ring you and have a chat. you guys often chat in the yeah, morning? Just a chat. Yeah. How you going? Whatever. And Beck goes, well, I'm interesting enough. Why aren't you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why, why we laugh both laugh. <laughs> oh, no, you are absolutely. I'm a sparkling yeah. conversationalist. Yeah. Anyway, I've got a question for you guys. Yes. Um, in all honesty, mm. what is the worst text message you could possibly receive from your partner? Um, mm. uh, the doctor said cream won't get rid of the rash. Pretty bad. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm coming home early from work. What's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. God, poor James. All right. What did you get? I've got the worst one. Hi, honey. Great news. Mm. I've booked pet photography with Santa. <laughs> what? At Marion. Session is on the 5th of December at 8 p.m. So we can go out for dinner as well. Please wear a Christmas jumper. <laughs> what? Pet photography. You're having a pet photo. T- what, what? What's your pet? The dog in here. We have a toy poodle called oh, Mika. Hang on. And I have been booked in to do pet photography, where you have a photo with Santa and your dog or pet or cat or whatever. Right. Hang on. Where are you going at? Where to? I'm just googling. Marion on the fifth of December. Oh, Marion pet photo. Here it is. Cute family. Oh, have a look at. The- oh, this is brilliant. So when you book in. You can decide what sort of package you would like. Would you like the Rudolph package 
the Blitzen package. The under the thumb package. Oh. <laughs> this is unbelievable. You can get bookmarks. Oh, look at this one. The Santa's gift pack package comes with uh, all these different size photos, plus eight wallet photos, four gift tags, a magnet, um, two Christmas cards, three bookmarks. A calendar. Oh, Why? Well, I, I don't want to sound like a grumpy old man. You know what? I am a grumpy old man. This is the worst thing I could possibly be put in. I do not want to sit there with Santa Claus oh God, look at this. and my dog. Hey, Beck, these are the rules. Entry point. Dress-ups are welcome. So dress your pet in their best festive outfit to create the perfect Christmas memory to cherish for years to come. Oh, my Which... God. What's Mika wearing? I'm, oh I'm pretty sure she's got a, like a little elf outfit that Laura's oh no. bought for her. Oh my. And are you and Laura going to be matching elves? Or are you going to be Mr. and Mrs. Claus with the Mika the elf? Last year, I was made to buy matching Christmas pyjamas. <laughs> What, and you, you, you went and got photos done in Christmas pyjamas? Yeah. Oh, my we God. Owners must bring waste disposal bags for their pet's use if required. Please note that waste is prohibited from being placed in the bins inside the centre. In the event that any animal exhibits aggressive behaviour, we will ask that they are removed from the centre. Yeah, great. What about the aggressive behaviour from Daddy, though? That's going to be you in Christmas pajamas holding a bag of Mika's poo walking oh, through Marion. Owners must wait at the designated entrance outside the centre prior to your allocated time. At the time of your booking, a staff member will meet you at the designated entrance and escort you, your pet, and Santa uh, to Santa. Pets must be on a leader in a cage. <laughs> Just, but what are you? Does that mean you're not allowed to bring Mika in your handbag like you normally do, Paris Hilton? <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Some of our loyal listeners might remember last year. Yep, I was on the hunt for the perfect bread bin. I oh, beg your pardon. I wanted a bread bin for the kitchen. What's that? A bread bin. A bin. Yeah, well, it's a tin actually. I don't know why it's called a bin that you store your bread in and you put it um, on your kitchen bench, and that's where the bread and the rolls and the finger buns go for easy access. Wow! And how did that search oh, go? The journey ended beautifully, and I have the perfect bread bin, and the lid even doubles as a chopping board. I know, genius. What? Who dreams this stuff up? What is it? So it's my pride and joy, the bread bin on the kitchen bench. And I've noticed something creeping into my husband's habits lately that's actually, I bit my tongue for a while, but as you know, I can't bite my tongue mm. uh, for long. And it's caused a bit of a fight in our family, the bread bin. So you, it's a storage thing. It's a storage bin that you don't, put your bread in so it doesn't put, clutter your surfaces. Don't you just put the bread in the freezer like normal people? No, or just my freezer's too full it, of frozen berries. Right. Really? <laughs> Cranberries. Don't you... I thought you just put it in a freezer no, because I put the it in the bread bin. Bread gets mouldy oh, yeah. before you use right. it. Real so, quick. so oh, you blokes were the same. So, my husband has started putting the loaves of breads and rolls piled on top of the bread bin in right. the middle of the kitchen, and it's a real visual clutter. And I've said to him, "Why are the why are the rolls and the and the loaves on yep. top of the bread bin? The bread bin's empty. That's the whole reason I went on a long search for the perfect bread bin, and now you're not using it." And he said. Well, I forget to use the bread unless I can see it. So yeah, I have to put it on top so I can see the bread so it doesn't go mouldy. That's logic from James. No, but, but the bread bin has bread on it in big black letters. So if you're looking for the bread, you walk into the kitchen and you see the bin that says bread in it. And that's when you open the lid is where the bread is. And then it doesn't go mouldy. Look at you getting all worked up over this. It's such an issue. It's really caused a bit of a rupture in our relationship, Ooh. his misuse what? of the bread bin. Are you kidding? It's a bread bin. Put the bread 
in the bin. Is he subjected to this sort of crap every day? <laughs> well, if he stops use, he stops doing the <laughs> bread misuse, then maybe I'll start treating him right. <laughs> it's, it's his fault. What? What just happened then? Yeah. Like for the last two minutes. You've got to understand. Where I'm, do, you, do you think I'm being unreasonable? Do you think I could be wrong? <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. My Lord. The bin is for the bread. Put it in there, not on the lid. Thoughts and prayers, Judge. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Bit of mayhem going on right now if you're on the Optus Network, Beck. Uh, yeah. Something like four or five hours? Yeah, 4am uh, I think they first reported the uh, the outage. The mm-hmm. Optus Network is down across Australia. Right, and many, many people are affected. Something like 10 million people are on board with Optus or the affiliated links. Um, Trevor Long joins us from EFTM.com to tell us everything we need to know. Um, Trev, do, do we actually know what's happened so far? Well, at this point, I really can't tell you because Optus has said nothing other than they know there's a problem, they're working mm. on the problem, and they apologise for the problem. So that's that's three important bits of information. But given it's been about five or more hours since this uh, went down, it's it's not enough information. Every single Optus service is not working. Mobile, home broadband, it's all down. This is the biggest telecommunications outage we've ever had in Australia because of that wide-scale um, broad-based effect on both mobile and home broadband. And we're getting other impacts, like businesses can't accept cash because their payment terminal uses yeah. Optus. ComBank has confirmed to me that they are unable to send SMS verification code. So if you're trying to send cash to someone and need that code you normally get via text, that's not going to come. So it's a widespread, massive problem, and we've been given zero information about how long it might last. Mm. And Optus provides a lot of service to other phone companies. What are some of those that are affected? Any mobile network that uses, any mobile telco that uses the Optus network. So for example, Amasim, Vaya, Dodo, um, there's a million of them, um, Mm. but there's a lot of little brands. Bottom line, if your phone is showing SOS today, that means you're on the Optus network, even though you don't pay Optus your bill. Um, the the outage is as wide as their entire mobile network. But to be clear, as Optus points out, uh, you can still make emergency calls. If you're in uh, any any issue with, with uh, health or safety, triple zero will still work. Your phone will default to the Telstra or Vodafone networks uh, to ensure that your call goes through. So Trev, for those people that have got the SOS feature right now, what can't they do? So how wide reaching does this affect their lives individually? Their phone is almost useless to them until they connect to a, a working Wi-Fi network. So uh, if you've got a Wi-Fi network that's not Optus, you can use it. If you're at, at work, you can use that. So uh, you can use your phone in, in some ways. Your WhatsApp, yeah. Facebook Messenger, those kind of things will still work. But physical phone calls, text messages that come via the mobile network will not work. Optus after the phone hacking is having an absolute shocker, It's Look, it's not great. And I didn't want to go hard on them this morning because these things happen. But their lack of communication is not a good sign for them right now. And frankly, we can't rule out a cyber attack either because mm. it's going on so long and they're unable to tell us any great details. We have to assume that that's one possibility. Trevor Long from EFTM.com, mate. Thank you so much for the update. Cheers. No worries. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Six to nine weekdays. SAFM.